Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Delicately curated long form discussion of The Last Jedi brought to you <laughs> weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host Riley, Jake, hey, Isaac, Snap, 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 Jasmine. Yay. Okay. Hi. What? We're here. You're quiet. Turn you up. Okay. So we're talking about The Last Jedi again. Yeah. <laughs> you heard our episode on Thursday. Oh, and now you're man. getting another one on Sunday. I'm just going to, I'm just going to start this off the right way. The balance take. We need to, we need to. MJ fair Dooster. and balanced? Yeah, fair and balanced. MJ this Dooster. This does not sound like... We know how to say her name Hey, because you know what, guys? This is yeah. good. Her name is MJ Newster. She told us. Yeah, like, well, like a canoe. And that's great. Here's the thing. We don't talk about her because Ryan Bullock is our only fan. He yes. is our only fan at the moment. Official fan of the podcast, Ryan Bullock at Razakiren. Which will right. change when just one more person reviews our show. If anybody ever Until then, ever again. At this Hashtag point... bring on the 18th review. <laughs> So here's we'll work on it. Unite the eighteen. So here's what we're saying. We just podgroom, by the way. We didn't establish that before we podgroomed. Yeah, this yeah, has yeah. been podgrooming. Um We just podgroomed. We fixed ourselves up and now we're gonna podcast. So and the, there goes all the listeners we might have gotten. Yeah. So here's the here's the thing. MJ Newster on Twitter said she listened to our podcast and it was fair and balanced. It was like the bindu. It was in the middle. That was a nice thing to say. It was a nice thing to say. It's a shame we can't talk about her. It's a real shame that I'm going to ruin that whole thing and just say right off the top that The Last Jedi is the greatest Star Wars movie. Boom. So there it is. I think balance may come from certain people at the table. Yeah. From certain people at the table. Not me. I'm fully on board. Of the table. Or I said the cat. Okay. Book, there I you go. Can't remember. So what we're we're gonna discuss it a little more in depth. We're gonna do our our plot by plot walkthrough. Plot by plot synapsis. Plot yep. by plot. That's what we do. Plot by plot. <laughs> um, and but before we do that, we're each going to get five minutes on the clock and just this we're into the stopwatch these yeah. days. It, well, we really we could change our name to the Stopwatch Star Wars Podcast. Okay, I'm off watching. Question Please. before the uh, <laughs> proper hosts of Grand Moff talking. Give their proper takes. Are we going to give thirty seconds on the clock to uh, we should, yeah. any special guests? We do have two, oh, yeah. three people who weren't here the other night when we had a bunch of takes. That's true. We once again have a studio audience. Yeah. So we'll we'll give them each like a minute. What do you say? Is that fair? Sure. Yeah. Hey, why not? Who wants to go first? Who wants to, I've got to a give a minute? For There's a, minute. a man who is shuffling in his seat, and I think he's <laughs> standing up right now. He is the secret fourth member of our celebration trip. There's a man named Bradley. And there's a man who's about to be in our podcast right now, and they happen to be the same person. So, Last Jedi takes. Um, yes, I would agree with Riley that The Last Jedi is probably 99% sure that it's the best Star Wars. Wow. Old yeah. words, those. This is both words, those. Yes, it sure old is. words, those. <laughs> and... <laughs> Welcome, international listeners. <laughs> MJ, I hope you appreciate that accent. He has used half of his time. I think it's really interesting 
crazy that this movie could it could have just finished out this trilogy if you want to crawl more like a syllogy or whatever that is for two duology duology uh but it'll be really interesting to see where it goes um i think that you be really cool anything. no i don't, you, think, you don't anything think anything anymore because no your more. microphone's gone. done you had your minute <laughs> Congratulations. He had a minute and two seconds. Minute and two seconds. Everybody else. Gets, There's a uh, man seconds to make who was also at celebration, but not with us. In a different car. There's a man named Zeke, and there's a man to my right, and they happen to be the same person. Zeke. Celeste uh, Jedi was really good. Anyone who doesn't think it was good, I'd like you to explain yourself because it was good. Um, it ranks up there, right with Empire for me. Um, the Leia scene was the only thing that felt kind of sweaty. Maybe it's because the CGI wasn't sweaty. quite there. Sweaty. <laughs> like it wasn't. It wasn't like. It was cool. You she have to work. Jedi. Sweat was happening. You have to work really hard for it to, for it to make sense. That's what sweaty means. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm you're fine that sweaty she could do you're working that. really hard for it to make sense. I was sweating from. I like that you're You've used thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get an additional like thirty talking seconds. To me. You know. Oh, this okay. Sucks. Anyway, going. it looked kind of wooden. If the, she would have been moving, like her arm or fingers, just a little bit, it would have worked a lot better for me. Um, all the Ray. Luke stuff was amazing. I love Luke being a grumpy pants like Yoda was a grumpy pants. And I mean, Kylo and Rey kind of talking and never being in the same place except for that one time was real cool. My minute's up because the cast took all of my time. Boom. Real quickly, <laughs> I'm upset that I've been Riley's best friend, not best friend, a good friend for a long time. You walked that one back really and that quick. Casper the Pizza Man has been on this podcast before me. Thank you. That's all. <laughs> Sorry. Wow! If you bring a pizza to my He's house, he's really you taking get on Casper podcast. to task on this he one. He really is. Zeke only speaks truth. That's a uh, one fact you should know about this show. What is truth? <laughs> That's a question that the Last Jedi asks. <laughs> and a question I will ask now is to ask the final guest of our evening to apply themselves to the microphone that I hold in my hand. There's a woman apply themselves to the in this room. Jake I share blood with in my nose. Someone at this table right now. And it's the person that I'm looking at right now. It's a person named Sophie. It's a woman named Sophie. It's a girl named Sophie. It's your best friend, Sophie. Hi. Sophie, you have one minute on the clock right now to talk about The Last Jedi. Uh, I like Star Wars. Sure. It's nice. Okay, so I like I like conf uh, the conflict between Kylo and... Ray. Yeah. That Ray. was pretty intense, man. The fact that they could, like, communicate and all that jazz and... Mm -hmm. What else did you like about The Last Jedi, Sophie? What? What else did you like? I <laughs> Okay, the scene where she hyperspaced into Snoke's ship. Oh, sure. That's a good scene. That was very intense. Very intense. Did you, did you get to enjoy that tonight? No, I did not, oh, actually. Okay. Why did you not enjoy That's that tonight? <laughs> there, <laughs> there is a man, a gentleman, um, if you would, uh, <laughs> sitting. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, he's a gentleman, and he... <laughs> you know what, I, uh... just to tell the story, I might let you go past a minute. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. <laughs> let her speak! Um, so, like, right as it, it went, you know, you heard nothing. He goes, wow. You know? He did. <laughs> you know? He did. He went, wow. wow. <laughs> and then. And then, that's one way to do it. Is what he said. Right yeah. as it went, that's all I heard. 
Yeah, was him going. Wow. So, so far, everyone here has seen this movie multiple times, and no one's gotten through that scene in silence. No. Nope. Someone has to say something in the theater. I needed apparently. a moment of silence, man. Yeah, I needed to I know. feel it in my bones. You know what I mean? I know what you but mean. But I couldn't. Mm-hmm. You couldn't because my of that guy in front of us. My was wasted at that moment. Sophie? Thank you. The sister that I have, mm-hmm. I would like to thank you for being on the show. Oh, thanks. You should have me on the show. Sure. We're <laughs> doing it right now. Come on the show. And we're back to Grandma's talking, everybody. All right. So now we're going to go through. We each get five minutes of un- uninterrupted talking. Unless you ask a question or something, that's fine. If you're a new listener, this is un- this is unprecedented. Yeah. Uninterrupted talking is it perhaps the opposite of our yeah. MO. Yeah. But I think it needs mm-hmm. to happen. MJ. Oh, Newster. <laughs> it's the opposite of our MJ. It is. <laughs> um, Jake, you go first. Clockwise, five minutes on the five clock. Five minutes on the clock. We will answer questions if you want to talk to us. You have to let us know that we can talk. Okay. Otherwise, we will not interrupt you, okay? This is a game for Should all I say four I'm opening you. the floor for questions? Yeah. Okay. Please, reference another you podcast. Can, you also get to start your own clock. It'll close so. without warning. So, uh, I really had put no thought into talking about this, but that's never stopped me before. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, my thing is, so I, I've seen this now three times. Uh, this was my third viewing right before we did this. We recorded our reactions episode last night and I was pretty solid on it, but I had some problems that I was not expecting to have with it as far as like plotting and tone and things like that. And I I may have sounded negative, which is not typically how I sound in the podcast. Usually I'm a real ray of sunshine. (laughs) So, um, but seeing it a second time, holy cow, it was very different. I cried like throughout the whole thing. It was a problem. I think I had a problem with my tear ducts. It was, uh, but like especially when Luke died. Hey, spoilers by the way. I don't know if we said that we're gonna do spoilers. <laughs> In you'll insert the spoiler song at the beginning of the episode instead of the theme song. Perfect. <laughs> so <laughs> that'll invite you, listeners. So. Seeing it the second time really opened it up. And honestly, all of the plot issues that I had, I feel like I can now justify. The the Finn-Rose plotline, I, I felt, had moved too fast. It felt like it was just breathless and maybe even pointless. And I don't feel like that anymore. I feel like it had a very specific and important role in the movie. And I feel like we talked about this on our Discord, which, hey, join up, guys. It's a good time. Unless you're a mean weirdo who doesn't like Rogue One. We talked about this, that one of the themes of this movie, one of the themes is failure. And the thing that I really appreciated in this movie, which was really interesting and not like Star Wars, is that basically everybody failed. Every mission failed. The opening mission, or if it was a success, it was with severe limitations and like repercussions. Luke failed Kylo Ren, which we already knew, but that's how he felt that he failed Kylo Ren. He even rejected the Force. Uh, Rey failed to turn Kylo Ren to the light side. She failed... I guess she actually didn't really fail to persuade Luke, because he did return in a certain way, but she did not complete her training. She didn't turn Ben back, who she thought was the last hope when she left. The Resistance failed in their... um, attempts to fight off the First Order. Like, Poe had this entire plan worked out because he thought Haldo was a pile of trash, and it turns out that she had actually had a great plan, and his plan failed and made everything way worse because he wanted to be a hero. And then 
Hollow's plan also failed because their entire plan was to get to the old rebel base and send a distress signal so they could call in help, and nobody came. They were just alone, and so every plan failed, and yet the the resistance was stronger for it, the Jedi were stronger for it, and it sparked, you know, a new era of the rebellion and Jedi, which I think is what that last scene was trying to imply. So that's really all I have to say uninterrupted, I think. Um, I really love this movie. I think that people who are hating on it need to take one chill pill and shove it up their butt. (laughs) Uh, That's it. That's it? Shove it up your butt. Any questions? You got one minute left if you want to ask any questions. questions. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, cool. Okay, so there you go. My last minute. So, wow. so um, that's right. Yeah, we well, don't. You don't have to use your five minutes, Jasmine. Yay! You get weren't here clock. last night, so no, you didn't. Oh, we wow. didn't get. We didn't get any takes from and you I last night. I listened to half of the episode. Well, hey, you get Jake's lost minute. Dang! You get Jake's lost minute. No, I don't need it. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess <laughs> five, I maybe five minutes was too much. <laughs> I just, I just wanted. Anyway, you okay. wanted five minutes. For I wanted five. So, Jasmine, five minutes. This is a first. In podcast oh, history, no. you've never been you've never been able to say a sentence without one of us interrupting <laughs> you, and now you're gonna have five minutes of uninterrupted sentences. I don't sentences. like this. Well, okay. we'll see. Yeah. Classic we'll see. men. <laughs> so yes, our, our podcast is a microcosm for what's wrong with this world. Hey, not quite. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. The last Jedi is, but I'll get oh, there. Oh yeah. Five minutes on the clock. Go. So I went into this movie not totally sure that I was going to like it, like, at all. Um, I was very scared, very nervous about it, because I I like Ryan Johnson as a director and stuff, but I didn't feel like he'd be a great s- director for Star Wars. And we went in last night. We saw it at 12.40 in the morning. So that was probably why when we got home at 4, I was still trying to process everything and it felt like I, I was just so unsure if I even liked this movie or not. I loved certain aspects of it, but there were certain things that I just really couldn't get over. So, like, the f- two biggest things for me were was um, Leia's spoiler death scene, um, but she's not dead. So, there's that. Um, and... <laughs> This the way it was animated, and I didn't. I felt like it was kind of just out of nowhere. The way they kill off, you know, big characters like Akbar and stuff, and just like out of the blue, and Leia just miraculously comes back because she can use the Force, which I have no problem with her being able to use the Force now. But it did feel very just out of the blue. But watching it a second time, it was a little better. It's still just not my favorite thing. To happen in a Star Wars movie, but there's things in all the Star Wars movies that aren't super great. So it's just one of those little things. The other main, I'm not gonna say it's a problem, it's an annoyance for me, is I know I keep saying this about books and stuff, especially, is the lack of familiar aliens in this movie. I tried, excuse me? Thank you. I'm breathing. <laughs> I tried to count the familiar aliens. We get one that was from The Force Awakens, and we get Akbar. We have Chewie, but he doesn't re- really count. So, oh, and that's the Lost in Pilot. And then I think the one 
one other pilot that's from the original trilogy. You see him in the background. Uh, but besides that, Canto Bite, nothing. There's not a single familiar alien. You know, we would like someone to throw us a Rodian over here, or a Twi'lek, or a Togruta, or just something to make it feel a little bit more like Star Wars. Because at this point, when I'm watching this movie, especially in Canto Bite, I almost feel like I'm watching a Star Trek movie and not a Star Wars movie. Oh, look. People are agreeing with me and people are yawning at me, so... <laughs> um. But I'm not saying it ruined the movie for me. It did frustrate me, though. Other than that... <laughs> other than that, um, I loved every single aspect of the Jedi and the Force and Rey and Kylo and Luke and all of the relationships that they <coughs> formed. Um, if you guys are on the Discord, I did say that if Luke died in this movie or kill, was killed in this movie, it would probably ruin Star Wars for me. But the way they did it in this movie, I couldn't think of a better way to do it. It was perfect. It was perfectly timed. Um, my infamous dad had problems with it <laughs> um, and would not shut up about how he hits, hates Disney now because of it. But that didn't stop him from loving the movie, and I think that's what some people are just so, like locked into their view that they just can't get over those stupid little things and enjoy the movie for what it is. So, overall, I think it's probably tentatively my, like, in my top two, three favorite movies, but I have to watch it, you know, like, ten more times to see. And I just talked for about four minutes straight, guys, so I think four that's minutes. a record. <laughs> <laughs> we did manage to interrupt you with our actions, but, you know. It's fine. That's, there were no words that's said. That's the most I can yeah. Boy. Boy, were they building up, though. Mm. The hey. words were... They wanted to get out there, but they didn't. <laughs> they couldn't. They simply it couldn't. Against, the stopwatch the law. law was in... <laughs> blah, 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 stopwatch law? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing we respect here at GMT. We respect the stopwatch. Well, And literally now. nothing else. Okay, that leads us to Notorious Isaac, who, who out of everyone here, I think disliked the movie the most. I don't want to say disliked the movie the most, but had the I strongest... I want to say that. Okay, say it. I say think it. you disliked the movie the most. All right. <laughs> say it! Uh, yeah, out, out of all of us, you had the most complicated feelings regarding The Last Jedi. So now after your second viewing, you're going to get five minutes on the clock to talk about The Last Jedi and how you're feeling now. Mm. Go. My five minutes has started, so I can start talking now. What I felt after the... F I saw it at first, like I said on last night's initial reaction was that I understood how people who watched The Phantom Menace in 1999 felt when they didn't get exactly what they thought they were going to get. But I knew in my heart of hearts, like I said last night, that that I, I knew that I needed to give this movie more chances. I didn't just want to write this movie off. I didn't want to have a, a viewing experience where I didn't get exactly what I wanted or not understand what happened and just write it off to... I don't want a movie to challenge me in... My pushback is just to abandon it and trash it. That just seems kind of like a a cowardly move with the movie. And so tonight I watched the movie, and it was better, guys. Yeah. A lot of the the okay. So my number one complaint the first time I saw this movie was, and I saw this. I got to go back on Twitter last night. And I got to see some reactions, and I saw a lot of concurrence with what I said. Was that this movie? was funny but it it seemed like it was almost just too darn funny how 
every dramatic moment had to be cut off at the knees by some sort of joke. But I think that may have been a product of this being uh, such a frenetic move. I remember I was talking to my sister as we were driving back and she was like, it was such a long movie, but she said like, I don't know what you would cut out. And I mean, I definitely agree with that take. Like there's nothing you can cut out of this movie. And so it's just two and a half hours of jam packed stuff. So it's just flying at your face. And there was a lot of jokes flying at your face too. So while you're, I think it was almost like, you know, when you're trying to focus on doing a task and there's some sort of like noise in the background, like if it's a bird chirping or like a, like a, a fan going on in the background, like just little things can get on your nerves. It was almost like I was trying hard to pay attention to this movie and these jokes were just kind of like this tick in the back of your head that just kind of kept jabbing at you. But being able to watch it now, knowing what happens at the end, knowing all the <coughs> major plot details, I felt like the jokes were spread out a good bit better because I feel like now the jokes came at a steady pace throughout the movie because my first viewing, I thought that the third act is when it finally started to dissipate a little bit and I was able to kind of focus more on the action and like the the humor was kind of welcome. Like it, it could actually break the tension in a positive way. But I d definitely do feel now like I was able to land with that a lot better. And also one of my favorite elements of the movie now is the caretakers, the porgs on the island were I, I can live with the porgs. They were they had some nice moments. But the caretakers, those provide me with the most genuine laughs. Like I definitely appreciated them now. Just like the way they puppeteered them the way they presented them i loved it and still like it just got even better this time that scene with yoda like that's definitely moving into like top five star wars scenes of all time for me because it, it just it got me like jake and i made hand motions toward the screen when we watched it together we won't say what ones <laughs> we mustn't we shan't we shunt <laughs> But I was just so much happier with the movie this time. I think that I finally got to just slow down and take it in and not have to worry about what's coming next and not have to be shocked by what's going on. And still, just all the stuff with the Force, Luke's little monologue on the failure of the Jedi. Like, if I had to write, like, the dialogue for that scene with the only, like, guide being, like, okay, explain how the Jedi failed, I probably would have written something similar to that. Like, it just... He echoed my sentiments perfectly. And I remember saying going into this movie, I really hope Luke doesn't suck. And at first blush, it might seem like he actually did kind of suck in a lot of ways. But now I think I've been able to kind of understand where he was coming from now in a lot of ways. And so if he had to leave, if he had to die, if he had to do all these things that on the surface seem negative, I wanted it to happen in this way. And I feel like even though like it was the famous thing that, that Mark Hamill said, like I fundamentally disagreed with what Ryan Johnson did to my character. I think like he's kind of in the same boat where and now where I feel like I really understand what was going on, where Ryan Johnson was coming from. Cause you can't keep Luke around forever. If this is truly Ray, who's going to take up the mantle, then you got to do something with Luke. And also just the, the particular detail that Yoda can manipulate the force as a force ghost. I feel like that, that makes it so Mark Hamill can easily be in episode nine as a borderline main character and it's not going to be an issue. And so that just made me happy. The last Jedi is good. Five minutes are up. He did it. Five minutes. First one to use your whole five. Five. You used the whole five. Thanks guys. And you only got interrupted twice by Jake. I will point that out. He did speak into the microphone twice. In fairness to Isaac's... Jake, he did say, pardon the interruption. 
That's both true. times. I did. You I did. did. Okay. In sign language. You're right. Off my face. ASL. Show. <laughs> You're right. Well, Isaac, I'm glad to hear that you have a better relationship with this movie than you did. It's better. So that leaves me Mm-mm. Oh yeah, five minutes to talk about the last five minutes Jedi. on the old stopwatch of first, open on. that game. It's almost like you're in the movie theater tonight and you're gonna take ninety five seconds to open it. Yeah, it's I looked back like and made eye contact. People doing that tonight. There was a dude who was doing it at a really quiet part, and I looked back and stared into his soul. It made him feel bad. <laughs> awful. Because you know, you know when it's really quiet and you want to be quiet with a rapper. The best way to be quiet is to try to be quiet by slowly <laughs> yeah. making the by same noise. prolonging the loudness. Yes. Yes. Kind of simpatico. Kind of simpatico. All right. <laughs> I'm going to try and... I'm probably going to cough for about three minutes, but I'm going to try and talk for two. It's Sounds okay, good. buddy. We all, we're all trying to feel better these days. I used a little bit of hyperbole at the beginning of the episode where I said this is the greatest Star Wars movie. I don't want to officially rank this until it's out on Blu-ray and I have some time to think about it. But in my heart, I feel like this is the greatest Star Wars movie. There are so many little moments in this movie that are just absolutely perfect. One of my last notes that I wrote near the end is that it is maybe the most perfect script I've ever seen. I guess I didn't see the script. But there there are so many... Ryan Johnson does callbacks so well in a way that that works for me. Like I'm going to talk about it later. I don't even know what to say for my 5 minutes. I should I went last. I should know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Kylo's story to me is the most interesting thing we're going to get out of the sequel trilogy. Um you've got someone who was a Jedi kind of. He was in training to become a Jedi. He was not fully done. He is struggling with something inside him, which he was born with. All indications are that Kylo was born with this darkness inside of him. And we don't know if something Leia or Han did while they were raising him caused him to be this way, but it it doesn't seem that they would be the type of parents who would mess up that bad. Who knows? Maybe they would. But he's got something in him he's struggling with. He gets failed by his Jedi Master, who can't can't handle how much power this person has and the darkness that is calling to them and so he gets failed by the jedi he still struggles with the light though and sometimes you see glimpses just because of how great adam driver is you see glimpses of him still even at the end of the movie struggling with what he's done but he feels like he can't go back anymore and he probably can't i think they're like stealthily. This is why I wanted it no interruptions because I think they are stealthily remaking the prequels with this sequel trilogy. They are redoing Anakin Skywalker's story and they're doing it so well through Kylo Ren. He's not a virgin in the Force and he wasn't, you know, born from the Force, but he seems to be just as powerful as Anakin was or he has the potential to be. And the struggle that we're seeing him go through is just everything that I wanted from Darth Vader, from Darth Vader's fall. And I like the, the, there are some real references, visual references to the prequels in this movie. The scene at the end, I paid special attention this time, (coughs) but the scene at the end where Kylo reaches his hand out to Rey and he's like, join me together. We, he practically says, join me together. We can rule the galaxy. We can make it the way we want. He's, he's doing exactly what Anakin did, but it's so well done. It's so believable. 
I don't want to rag on the actors in the in the prequels any more than than I already have, but these two with Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver, they are selling this relationship so much and it is just it's everything that I wanted from Anakin Skywalker's story and I I I don't know if it's intentional, but when people say that they're remaking the original trilogy, I don't think that's true. I think they're remaking the prequels with this movie, and I'm totally on board because there was there was a, a nugget of something really great in the prequels, and I obviously wasn't happy with how it turned out, but that nugget was really good, and seeing... <laughs> I, love, I love a good nugget. <laughs> and seeing this trilogy being handled the way that it is with the casting and everything. It's just, I'm, I'm so happy with this story and, and how it seems like episode nine is just going to continue this and it's going to end the way I wanted revenge of the Sith to end. It's going to end star Wars the way I wanted star Wars to end. I think I'm very, I'm very confident. I know JJ gets um, ragged on because he's great at starting things, but not finishing things. But I just, I have a lot of faith after seeing this movie that Star Wars is going to end exactly the way I wanted Star Wars to end. And I have 30 seconds left, but I got nothing else to say right now. Those were all great thoughts. So we can interrupt each other now, right? We <laughs> yes. can do the actual now, now show, Grandma I'm talking. Grandma now, talking. Okay, talking. Are we going to do a bit where we all interrupt each other now? Oh, is that, that a bit? A... <laughs> <laughs> That's just real life. <laughs> Buddy, you get the show. <laughs> so, okay. You, can I respond to two things, please. two allegations that you made? Please. Um, Alligators. <laughs> One of the yikes. The, what was the last thing that you were talking about? Remaking the remaking the prequels. prequels. Crap. Okay. Well, the one thing was that there is a very specific mirrored shot of the prequels um, at the very end of the movie with Kylo Ren. The overhead shot of him oh, walking yeah. into the crate Rebel base is shot for shot ripoff of <laughs> Revenge of the Sith with Anakin walking with the clone troopers. Uh, into the Jedi Temple, so mm-hmm. that was framed exactly the same, which was really interesting. And even like the red look, kind of looked like the lava. It was, it was, it By the far. way, what am I saying? I don't can know. Can I say that I love the word Sith is not uttered in this movie? It absolutely it literally is. was. It said Wait, in that exact same. St- Kylo Ren Kylo says Ren it. Said it's when? time to kill all the stuff. Okay, like okay, we would okay, kill yeah, the yeah, Jedi. Yeah. We kill the Sith. I guess I'm I'm talking about Snoke. Never yeah. mentions the Sith. Snoke is not a Sith. I think that the implication by the fact that Kylo Ren says. Forget the Jedi, forget the Sith. I think the implication is that. Snoke I think is the implication Sith. is that Kylo is kind of obsessed with the Sith. He's obsessed, obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with with Vader. But I don't think Snoke is a Sith. He only ever you know says what, dark it side. It doesn't matter because he's dead. He is yeah. dead. He's dead, which That's is can the, I, the greatest thing. moment. Can I give a, super a bold take that I don't know if I believe, but <laughs> I would those? like to entertain at least for a moment? Let's hear it. Is that I feel like Ryan Johnson was maybe not the biggest fan of some of J.J. Abrams' decisions on Force Awakens. Because I feel like, too specifically, like, just up and killing Snoke and then just raise parents or nobody. It's like t- two of the biggest things we were talking about. Like, Ryan Johnson's, like, not interested in just... I'll be honest. I I, I agree with you. I, I don't know why I felt like I needed to be honest with that. Um, but I, I have a theory on the raised parents thing, which is that I don't think they ever intended it to be a mystery, but that everybody was obsessed with it to a degree where they, f- it became this thing that they weren't expecting it to be because I don't ever really think that it was presented as a hardcore mystery in the force awakens. 
I would oh, say I that what she... I was going to say earlier, by the way, can I interrupt you interrupting me? Sure. And interrupt myself also. So Riley, you said, I hear, this, <laughs> I hear this complaint a lot that JJ is good at starting things, but not finishing things. But I feel like people base that solely off of the ending oh, of Lost. I don't. Which I he had nothing people, to do with. I just, oh, I that's know. what people have said. I just want I to address that. The collective I, people. I yeah. see it. The, the royal people. <laughs> we see it like online all the time. I see that Either comment. royalty or something. I don't know. Great. Star Wars. I don't. I don't think that that's true because what has he ended that was unsatisfied? Like he had nothing to do with Lost after the pilot. So you can't blame him for that. And then what? Into Darkness? That wasn't an ending to anything. It was just exactly that's the second problem. movie. In the... I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Super 8. He lied about Into Darkness. I'll never forgive him. <laughs> that's my impression of Isaac. <laughs> I was about to say. We're going to go scene by scene, right? Yeah, we are going to go of scene by into scene. Into Darkness. Of Into Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> scene to a, scene. A into Darkness. Synapsis by synapsis. So, gang, we're going to go scene by scene in this movie. Beat by beat. Shot plot shot. by plot. Shot for shot. Plop for plop. Synapsis for synapsis. So, my first note... Bodie for Dodie for Toadie. That's Good right. place to start the movie. That's my first note. My first note is Alpha Angry Face. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen with the trailers. that trailer for every movie that I've seen in the last like the two months. worst title I've ever heard for a movie in my life. I hated the trailer. I saw the title. I hated it even more. Okay. The opening shot of this movie is weird. You think it's weird? Flying weird. down. Well, fast. I liked it. Oh, it's cool. I know. I like it. Oh, you're. You're. Oh no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I like it. It's different. Oh, that's why I like it. So yeah. can we talk? Me and this movie is so different from Star Wars. Did you notice this? The way I, I think it was throwing me off in my feeling a little off kilter when I first watched the movie was that the way that Ryan Johnson just shoots. Ships and dialogue in ships is really different from the previous movies because previously, if people were in a ship, you saw them in the ship. Or if they were in a cockpit, you saw the cockpit view that we saw in New yeah. Hope, front on. He shoots all the ships and all the dialogue from outside, just the camera looking in mm-hmm. to the cockpit. And I it's like really different. And I think it threw me off a little at first, I but I liked it. I'm I didn't feeling really it. notice. I, I like it now. It was, it was pleasing. I like it. was pleasing to the audience. I like that this was this is a very different Star Wars movie to look at. Oh yeah, it's a very different. There's so many weird things happening. the The scene sort of it's near the beginning when um, Kyle is about to blow up the ship, and then he decides not to. The cruiser with all the mm. resistance on mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and you get Leia's face, and then it like oh, it just flashes that. Kylo's face. But it's not like a transition. It's not like because later really... on they they do the same thing later. Yeah. They do the same thing later with like Ray and Kylo, I think. Yeah, and it's, and it's just an actual cut. But here, there's like this um, transition yeah, between like Leia's face and, and Kyle's. It's great. I noticed it immediately, but it's it's, it's not good. distracting. It's just good. Oh, I love that shot. Yeah. Um, how do we now feel about the Hux and in, in, uh, Poe banter at the I beginning? I was fine with it from first viewing, actually, because I hadn't yet become annoyed with like the volume of comedy for my first viewing. But it was just... I do like that there's it is like there's a theme now for the sequel trilogy where it starts with like Poe messing with one of the main villains. Yeah. It starts with a shot of BB eight and then Poe and he's snarky. The mission goes awry. Well I like, I like it because it. it has a purpose. It's not just funny for funny. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's he's doing something. He's stalling. Yeah. Yes. I I wanted to talk about this because I, I paid special attention to the humor in this movie this time. Special edition. Special edition because I didn't have a problem with it the first time, but mm-hmm. I, that seems to be the main complaint I see is that there's too many jokes in this movie. 
A yeah. lot of people are saying it. So I'm, I'm paying special so many attention. Complaints. And there's a lot. So what Is my this complaint complaints? Yes. <laughs> we have to cue up that theme song as boy. Oh do boy. we have a theme for that? We do. I'll try okay. to dig around and find it. Oh, I gotta complain about a complaint. No, we already have a song. Out of my mouth right now. We already have one. So Yeah, it was that one. <laughs> oh, I thought that was it. Okay. So the 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 comedy in the beginning, I think, is serving a very specific purpose because it's not really a whole lot different. Like Poe's banter and everything and BB-8's um, electrical adventures. Oh, I love that. It's it's not very different than like how uh, Revenge of the Sith starts because true you've got like you've got uh, the buzz droids ripping the head off that one thing. Yeah, you've got R two flying around and setting things on fire. Like it's there's goofy things I that happen. People in laughing all the a lot yeah. in Revenge of the Sith. You know, really, you're, you're talking about that. What really helped me, like overnight thinking about this movie, was I tried to think back to other Star Wars movies and I'm like. How goofy did those get? And I tried to think back to like to Empire, for instance. And I tried to think of like all. I, I just think the humor style in 1980 was different in 2017. I think I just notice it more now because it's the humor we see all the time because it's the humor of right now. I think 1980 humor kind of blends in a little bit more, maybe just because it's not exactly the way we do things now. And also, you've seen the movie a million times. And but I do think that this movie isn't as bad as people say it is and isn't as bad as I thought it was my first time through for that reason. I want to say uh, also like about the, the Yoda line where he says they're not really page turners mm-hmm. and, yeah. and like people think that's goofy, but then I think back to like Han and empire when the guy says, you can't go out there. Your Tauntaun will freeze. And he's like, well then I'll see you in hell. Like, right. What is that? That's yeah. like, that's just what a, is hell on star Wars? <laughs> that's like straight out of earth. You oh know? yeah. So it's like, they've always been straight below earth actually, because people, <laughs> there's, always, there's always been crazy lines like Geographically that in star accurate. Wars <laughs> that, you know, that are goofy because I've heard somebody say like, it was really distracting that he said, can you please hold? Yeah. And it's like, they How have so many communication devices and yes. shut up and watch the movie. Here's the only thing I don't like about it. And then the I humor... want to say one more thing. All right. You know what? Deal. <laughs> because I, I love Do we have the deal button? Those first five minutes were great. Deal or no deal, guys. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. And the yeah. humor really worked for me. The thing that I just, I got to say, I don't like him. Domino Gleason is bad in this movie. He is acting so hardcore with his face. And it needs to chill. That's His face needs to take it down doing. five notches. I know it's what he's doing, and I don't he like is, it. He is, <laughs> he is still pretending, man. Kylo is like getting to the point where he's not pretending that he's the the bad guy anymore. Hux is still like he's a nobody. He's a, a rabid cur. That's what Snoke calls. Okay, him. I'm glad Snoke calls you... him a rabid cur. So what is who's that? there to serve? Like, well, cur isn't that like a. a like a baby rabbit or something. I don't know. It's okay. A, it's like a... That's, no, that's, that's rabbit cur. <laughs> it's a dog. That's right. It's like an undomesticated dog or something. Steve cur. So... Uh, <laughs> Rel. <laughs> Warriors. So... <laughs> Star Warriors. So... Connection. We'll work on it. We'll work on we'll it see. in post. Um, I'll edit in post. So... He's calling Hux like this. He doesn't... No one respects Hux. That's no the one. thing. That's He's, the thing. Like Snoke throws him to the ground right in the beginning of the movie in front of all of his officers. He's not training and he's not trying to get anyone to respect Hux. He doesn't oh, I, get respect get from it. anyone. I get, it. <laughs> I get it. I just think that he's going like about three notches too hard. I think hard. it's the hard. <laughs> I think it's the greatest. I'm learning, he's going too hard. I'm learning that in a movie I think Jake would prefer if everyone just like just chill down a little bit just act 
actually don't act. Just read the lines. See, present. what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know if you're a fan of acting, Jay. I'm a, I'm a, this is interesting for you to bring up. As it a really is, isn't it? complained that we cared about what actors were cast in a movie. <laughs> it's an interesting skin I'm wearing right now, but I'm going to do it I for the sake it. of argument. I really like that most people in this movie are... They act like real people. It's one of my favorite yeah. things. Luke acts like a real person. Ray acts like a real person. There's these it's little just moments. Hooks. No, I, I think, think he's very much in character. I think that's it's, on purpose. Yeah. I think he's it's supposed not, to be. It's not like awful. I just, it's it, it's a thing in a movie that I love. <laughs> this is why you can't be here, Zake. Zake. Hey, hey Zake. Zake. What do you want to say, Zake? We have a special guest who wants to say something that's probably not going to be true. Hux is the son of a... Officer, you read Aftermath, right? I know what you're he saying. He's the son of a propaganda officer. That is true. People who are watching he, the movie don't know this. That doesn't I matter. Understand, None of this but, like, matters. So the podcast is but he's mansplained into a woman's microphone. <laughs> to be. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that got him. <laughs> I don't care what galaxy you're from. Can That's I, gotta I'm hurt. Impre- I'm impressed on this show. Can I say one more thing about the comedy? <laughs> I'm impressed too. <laughs> um, and depressed. <laughs> I think my point. 10 minutes ago before Isaac interrupted me about the comedy in Pardon this. interruption. Pardon it. Um, I think it serves a very specific purpose why they're act- why they're kind of calling back to things like Revenge of the Sith in, this, in yeah. this opening sequence. And it's kind of jokey and it's kind of funny because then about 10 minutes later, they like punch you directly in the gut when you think Leia dies. Oh, yeah. So they're like, they're setting you up, I think. At this beginning, because usually in the beginning of the movie, there's no stakes. We we know Poe's not going to die this early in the movie. We know the ship isn't going to totally blow up and all the Resistance members die in the first five minutes of the movie. It's not. It's just not going to happen. So you've got this false sense of security because it's lighthearted. There's jokes. BB's getting shocked. And then they like pull a fast one on you and you think Leia's dead like immediately like, did they do reshoots they said she wasn't gonna die but so it's it's I think it really works the comedy in the beginning of this movie really works for me oh I think it's great I just re- honestly think that his face is a little too weird no. <laughs> it's basically my only <laughs> he's got complaint. a weird face like but, I said you know. I think I adjusted to the humor just fine it just took yeah. the second time watching it it just it, it's too much for the first time I, I'm surprised that, I'm really surprised that like people could Love it as much as they did first time through because it just seems so. Sounds like people, a lot of people did not. But <laughs> honestly, people really that I've talked to in real life like I, it. Saw, I haven't talked I haven't to any met, real people. Yeah, I haven't met any person yeah. that hated it. I saw that it has currently like a 59% user rating on Rotten Tomatoes right now. What? That's pretty insane. Yeah. But I also think there's bandwagon internet. I also think Rotten Tomatoes is the worst. So. Yeah, it's not good. Snoke uses the force from. Not even close to where Hux is. Yeah, and like, throws him around. That's what like, the only person we've seen do that is Vader, who like chokes that guy over the video screen. Yeah, and yeah, so that's impressive. Can I say I didn't know Snoke was able to use the? Or I was skeptical as to whether Snoke could actually even use the Force before this movie. <laughs> we so. all were. Yeah, we all. Not were. all of us. I was fully on board. Snoke. Okay. You guys yeah. were like, I I think he's just a right, faker, rich guy. <laughs> faker. What happens next? Oh, you know what I was going to say is that Isaac was right. Uh, in his prediction that it would follow, we would start with Poe, then check in with Finn, and then go to Ray, and that's what happens. Hey, congratulations! Thanks, I didn't guys. even remember that. You know, Isaac y- was right about something. Why <laughs> theme songs is one? <laughs> it's you have to separate yourself from the marketing, as we always say, because boy, they talked about that back to suit like it's really going to be something, and it's in the movie for two seconds, and it's just squirting. Pee. Can I say the first time <laughs> it was so disgusting because I was trying to figure out if that was spinal fluid or not. 
And I was just about to barf, thinking it might be spinal fluid. <laughs> it would be spinal fluid. Well, his spine got sliced with the lightsaber. Yeah, the and it was coming out of his spine. I forgot to read. I forgot to read my notes on Hux. Here's what I wrote in the dark theater where I couldn't see. Great. <laughs> Fo trying to act grown up. Hux to post urine. I think it was supposed to be posturing. What? But... <laughs> But he's totally he's totally posturing to Snoke even. He's like, Oh great, I'll I'll uh, take that call in my office and then oh, and then so he good. takes it and he's like, Oh, excellent, you're gigantic here. Gigantic Snokehead. He's totally acting like he's Riley's a gigantic Snokehead. I love Snoke in this movie, I'm not gonna lie. I really do like Snoke. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Should we just jump into Luke and Ray then? Luke and Ray. Got anything to say, Jasmine? Yeah, Jasmine um... <laughs> said anything. <laughs> You guys just talk all the time. Um, you gotta just dive in there. We can, yeah. Let, we can. It goes to Luke and Ray next, because the next thing I want to talk about is the Leia scene. But I think we do jump to Luke and Ray. Yeah, I, I've written down the order of the scenes. Yeah, there. that's oh, what yeah, I was like doing. spinal fluid squirt, and he's like, "Where's Ray?" Oh yeah, that's. He's like, "You probably have a million questions." Is one question? There's Where's like Ray? five perfect lines in this movie, and that's one of them. Oh yeah, that's one of them. You I probably wanna... have a hundred questions. The first Where's time, Ray? I almost like I grabbed my chest like. Oh, and... oh I, I, I teared up. I'm pretty when sure he said, when he Ray? jumps awake, first thing he says, "Ray." Yeah, he right says there. Ray as he mm-hmm. as and then he, he bonks his head. head and it's Don't silly. let me forget, but Rose's line before she passes out at the end is also one of the perfect lines. Oh, of the movie. I, I tried to write it down. I, I we'll see Rose, if I can read it, way. but I tried to write it down. I'm pretty sure she says, "We don't win by destroying the things we hate, but by protecting the things we love." Save the things we love. Yeah. So now we jump to Luke and Ray. Jazz the man. Right? Luke and Ray. What's going on with Luke and Ray? What was your thought when that lightsaber moment happened? When he tossed it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's bad. I guess a lot of people didn't like it, thought it was too casual, but I I thought it was perfect, honestly, because we learn how he is just basically done with that part of his life, and he just doesn't want to deal with any of it now. He just tosses it. I'm fine with it. You're right. Like Jamie had to like talk me off the ledge on that moment. <laughs> and like she kind of like kind of made those same points to where when you look watching the movie the second time it's not s- such a gag i think exactly yeah. like it makes sense to his character and it, it doesn't seem like a joke now to me no it, it, okay so here's something that we talked about a lot in our prediction stuff was like are they going to do basically the rogue one equivalent of the vader scene with luke and have him be a total beast with it stuff so they get it in a little bit. They get yeah. it. They get to have their cake and, and you watch it see too. Luke be really good at fighting, but but without fighting. Without okay, fighting. because any no use fighting. of a, like a lightsaber would have been such a betrayal of the end of Return of the Jedi, where he throws his lightsaber away. And so, to me, for the first thing he does to throw that lightsaber away, it's very good. They get it. Brian Johnson understands. Star there is there is a small hypocritical part of me. As, okay. as Luke is walking out of uh, the base on oh, Crete, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm He's going to take down this entire army. I'm with ready his... to see this oh, happen. I, know. I, but I, was, I was very happy with what ended up happening, but I was yeah. like, oh, I, I can, yeah. in this moment, I can My deal with this. My first thought was like, he's going to do like a human car crusher to all the ATM sixes. <laughs> I just, know. Like, I just know. soda can all of them. I thought that he was literally going to, you know, like, like Wonder Woman, like fly forward really fast <laughs> with her sword. I thought he was going to do that with like his lightsaber and just like slice them now, all down. Now, like, now, that, so. now <laughs> that I'm sitting at this table, I'm glad it didn't happen. But in the moment, <laughs> I was okay with it. Because everybody's leaning up like into the light as the, the music walks is out. obviously Ooh. perfect. Okay. Luke and Ray. So Luke, Luke and Ray. <laughs> Luke is revealed to be a, a crazy person who drinks straight out of the udder. 
He puts it in a bottle first. I don't really know why he bothers, yeah. to be honest with you. Is that an expression that we use? That was like, a gross how scene. crazy is he? Well, he drinks straight <laughs> out of the udder. <laughs> I forgot to mention him throwing the saber away leads to the scariest moment in the movie. Which is yes! as the porg is Whoa. right in front of the lightsaber, so and the other one's stepping on the switch to turn it on. <laughs> I didn't I was, even think about that. I was that terrified. Poor porg. I, I was know. so scared. Scariest mo moment in the movie. Yeah. I think I gasped the first time. I was like, oh, no. You're going to start off with killing the porg? I know, right? Please don't. Um, his routine. I, I really thought that they were going to do the Yoda thing of like. He's doing this as a test to Ray to test her patience, and as it turns out, he really just doesn't want her there, and he really is just kind of kooky now that yeah. he's been on the island for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, no test. He's just like, get out of here. He really went there to die. What do you make of that scene where he jumps across the rock with the big stick? He's got a routine. Yeah, it's all right. That I like it. A it's a really big stick. But why couldn't he just, you know, not swing across and just? Stab it in he the seems like he could have just stabbed it where he was standing. Yeah, this movie makes no sense. It's terrible. He's got to stay active. I don't know. I just ever. I like it was cool looking. He's got a life there. Like he's not just some lameo dude sitting around thinking about everything that he did wrong. Like he's obviously doing that too. Mm -hmm. But he's not. He was like doing his laundry when she was knocking on his door. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's not, like folding his not clothes. He's not like wallowing in misery, which I kind of like. He's he's failed. He's accepted that he's going to die there without ever seeing anyone again, and he's just he's just living out the end of his days. He's not going to kill himself, but he's not going to save himself either. He's just And then living. I think the first cutaway from them is when Chewie comes in, right? And he goes, "Where's Han?" That's what I have. Oh, Chewie banging gosh. the door down. Yeah. Cuz you think is it's that? you think it's Ray. Using I thought it was Ray. I was yeah. like, yep. "Oh, well, there that it is." That was a uh, crazy considering I think everyone had the thought of like, "So what's going on where Luke is probably feeling the same thing Leia did?" when Han dies. And so it turns out when we learn that he shut himself off, like yeah. mm -hmm. right. he turned off the off switch. I really so crazy. <laughs> he turned off the off switch, you say. That's double off, Bubby. <laughs> he turned it right on, didn't he? See, I feel like Bubby. Bubby. Bubby just need to skip a... past that. Are you from Southern Ohio? It was gonna be a buddy, but my lips didn't open hard enough. <laughs> You say things in the weirdest way. If you're a parent who teaches your, your child to call enough. their brother Bubby, by the way, <laughs> I hate that. As Rose would say, you are doing talking. <laughs> you were doing talking. Doing talking. And then, and then she called Finn Bubby, and it was hilarious. <laughs> hey, Bubby. Okay, so... There's a lot of things in this movie that I think they pulled from OT and games and stuff. Not OT, EU and name games three. and stuff. Well, I will name one, oh. which is Boring. Um, Luke shutting him off himself off from the Force. That was like such a major thing during the Suzanne Vong books, which I thought was super oh. cool that they actually pulled that in. So this is where we. I, my my next note was rabbit cur. I didn't know. I didn't understand what he said. But just like a rabbit dog, but they don't have dogs in Star Wars, so you couldn't say a rabbit dog. Okay, that was yeah. A lot of times Star Wars analogies don't quite work because I'm like, huh, well, I guess I understand the general thing that they're saying. General! It'd be I like it. Captain Pancake saying, we're all just a bunch of sitting porgs out here. Like, yeah. he should have said that, is what I'm trying to He really should have yeah. in 1999. Yep. Um, hey, porgs, before we... They're great. The porgs are very... They're okay. People don't... Mm. Okay, I'm fine with them most of the movie. Their animations seem a little too... Robotic? That's because they're all robots. 
Like I, I think there's like it. two scenes where they're CGI. I think I think they're probably robots, but with a little CGI. Were. Have you ever seen how the birds face, move? The face is obviously CGI. When the one is like given the sad yeah, they eyes, were, they were better the oh, second that's time CGI, through. I still yeah. don't like how many porg cut there porg cuts there are in the final falcon scene i think mm. there's three yeah and i they could do without one of them but. i liked it it just reminded me of bb-8 rolling around on the falcon during the chase scene you yeah, know that's, that's fine Borgs are in the new bb-8 <laughs> that's right 2018 we're all having <laughs> yeah basically though we're back in oh he says where's han and we cut to kylo kylo mm-hmm. great cut so yeah good Buddy, buddy. Take that ridiculous thing off, he says to him. Great. That, that was great, my first, like, hardcore favorite line of the movie. Yep. Snoke Ooh. is legitimately good in this movie. He I know we great. have fans in the Discord who will never like Snoke. Hi, Shane Merck. But I think he looks ugly. pretty cool, too. He's very ugly, but I love he. I can't gave, handle his trach still. They gave just... him a lazy eye, and I just love it. He's got one eye that is just up yeah. a little bit than the other one. And you know what? Andy Circus. Really good in this. He made oh, yeah. different vocal choices in this movie, like Isaac's doing right now. What was up with those two black cloaked figures? <laughs> okay, yeah, yes. I Let's, noticed uh, that this time. One of them turns around; he's got blue, blue eyes. eyes. Yeah. Okay, I'm. What the this H is going on? They're standing by that little mirror thing, the magic mirror he uses. Yeah, yeah it's only the first. Yeah. Th- they're only in there the first time you see Snoke when Kylo goes in and gets yelled at for his dumb helmet. It, like that's the only time you see him, I think. Right? You'll have to read the tie-in comic, I'm sure, to find out more about. It's them. just yeah, it's very interesting. They're going to be like. Uh, I'm sure they're just like Palpatine's people in Return of the Jedi, where it's like, but like Zoop Tashur and all those guys who only got names later. Zoop Tashur. He's, he's, he's in the Aftermath series, Zoop Tashur or something like that. Soup Tashur. Yeah, Soup Tashur. <laughs> Try the green stuff. It's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. What's your, what's your uh, Zoop Tashur? What do you mean by that? Soup of the day. Sounds delicious. I'll have it. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> 1996. Right. Mm, I don't know when that came out. Four. Oh. Okay, I got a note. Snoke says he's just a boy in a mask. He yeah. then destroys the mask, never wears it again. That's right. cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. But when we go back to um, Luke and Ray, she is stopped. She's like sent to her knees because she hears whispering from the tree. Same thing that happened in The Force Awakens. The whispers called her down the stairs mm-hmm. to the lightsaber. Now they're calling her to this book. I have a theory. Are you ready for this? Uh, Cue the music. In the cave sequence. In the cave sequence. I'm jumping ahead. In last cave sequence. Dang it. I thought we were gonna go around the circle. Sorry. Cave sequence. I'm ready. She snaps and waves her hands. She does all single ladies. Oh, okay. I know, but here's my theory. So she's called by the whispers, right? Right. She whispers in the cave, and it echoes endlessly, and it says, show me my parents, right? But it's like her whispers echoing, and it sounds exactly like the whispers that lead her to the book. I think it's her talking to herself? Yes. From episode nine? Yes. Could be. Hmm. I think that she is calling herself, which is why she sees herself in the mirror. She yeah. has led herself on this journey. There's several things like this that are that, big take, big that Ryan left open-ended, just like JJ did. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like the like the Finn hearing voices, where we could have gone the direction where he could maybe feel the force. By the way, I pointed that out to Christina, and she's like, "I thought it was just people yelling from the Moss's castle behind him." I don't know. I don't and think I, so. I've watched it. Yeah. I've watched that movie a couple times. I agree with you, and it, I've I've had that thought before. But every time, it's just like there's those voices sound weird. It sounds they like sound they're yelling like, from like above. Yeah, people screaming. 
Like, I don't know if people on Takadana, no one's screaming. When we cut later to, we're talking about Last Jedi. Yeah, we're, yeah. forget. First Breaking's dead to us. Maz Kanata was in this movie. Yeah, great cameo from I, Maz Kanata. I didn't like it. Maz no. We I, got a lot of stuff in between. Hey, we do. Okay, we're yeah. going to have to go to midnight, by the way, but that's okay. <laughs> so, he calls it the Jedi religion. Tremendous. Yeah, he does. Interesting mm-hmm. that he does that. We now go to Super Leia after they have this uh, conversation about the books. And do we want to talk about this entire like attack on the on the ship and everything? Well, we get that cool speech that Leia gives to Oscar Isaac Poe to also, get his head I, out of his I cockpit. A point that's going to come up later: an important thing happens here where she demotes Poe. Yes, in this moment, he gets the Poe. Very important. He I, also, I also, wanted... <laughs> I, I also wanted. I also want to mention that um, I am. A terrible person who has mm-hmm. never yep. like loved. Agreed. We can move on. Oh, yeah. who's like more? never loved a ship design after the original trilogy. I like the uh-huh. Naboo starfighters. The droid starfighters are cool. Like it's all it's all fine. But uh-huh. I've never loved even like the U wings and stuff in um in uh, Rogue right. One. Yeah, like none none of them felt like Star Wars to me unless it's like an A-wing an X-wing a Y-wing none of it really feels like Star Wars you guys the bombers the in this movie oh, sweet. Oh. feel like a Star Wars ship that could have been directly in the original trilogy the and I love kid. the bombers in this movie and they're just bombs they're just round black bombs I loved like oh, so I, I love like impractical Star Wars technology like, yes, and, and like the fact that like there's this really complicated way that you have to bomb the floppy yeah. disk that like Jin gets in Rogue One, and now yeah. this like you have to hit the switch that just has one gigantic button in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. It's like retro futuristic, and that's just what it Star is. Wars like is, and I love it. That that, that was like maybe one of the Star Warsiest moments of the movie, honestly, because it really was like, this is kind of stupid. There'd be so many easier ways to do this, but that's how Star Wars technology works. Yeah, where it you, is, it's like a a I, weird like. Tangential place a long time ago. technology. I love you can have hyperspace and lightsabers, but you don't have Wi Fi. That's what I love about that's what I love about Star Wars. Right, yeah. It's great. I, I, I dig it. Super Leia. Happens. Super Leia. I think I'm the only one here at the table who was totally fine with it. No, no, no. I love it. I didn't well, yeah, but like I didn't even think I I never thought it was weird. I it loved looks it. Weird. I still right. like that was one thing I gotta admit. Even the second time, I'm still kind of like wrinkling my nose just a little bit. It's yeah, just... I can't get through that. The one first time I saw, it, I liked it, but I was like, "That was so crazy." And but John the second William, time, John I William cried. Saved that scene for me. Like, oh yeah, I can't watch that scene without tearing up because Leia's theme pops in, and it is so even her theme good. seems awkward to me oh, there for some reason. Here, I don't I love know. It. I it's love okay it. To be so wrong about things. I want to yeah. say something positive though. Yeah, I feel like. This might have been the strongest Star Wars movie with music in terms of like the cues. I feel like there were some really strong, like thinking specifically, like when Kylo's going down the elevator, like he's looking at his helmet. Oh man. And when the music kicks in right when he blasted into the wall, if that one just like. I made a hand motion again at the screen in my heart. I, my, if I had to have one complaint. 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 No, it's just like I I love the soundtrack. I've listened to it a bunch at work today, and it's good. But there's not a ton of new stuff that I love. The only new stuff that I can really think of is Rose. Her theme is great. I love mm-hmm. her new theme. Sophie, I don't think you like Rose's Straight theme. out of Jaws. 
Did you not? I feel like you leaned over to me and complained when they were playing Rose's theme at one point. Um, I, but Rose's theme is really good. And then at the end, there's a lot of new stuff happening when Luke steps out. And on. The, Have you listened the to the Fathers? Yes. No. Track. There's, there's new stuff. Holy but butts! That's a I good don't know. One. It's like the majority of the emotional moments are old themes, whether it's Ray's, Kylo's, Force theme a ton. Yoda's. It's not theme, exactly like, an old theme. Ray and Kylo's theme. <laughs> no, but in the context of this movie, it is. I mean, it's it's from the last movie. There's a lot of themes from the last mm-hmm. movie. I feel like it's pretty difficult for any Star Wars movie to succeed from the standpoint that. When Empire Strikes Back happened, you were introduced to like the iconic song from Star Wars and the Imperial March. Mm-hmm. I like. Well, do you remember that the complaint at the time? You can read in reviews that people are like, they just repurposed the first soundtrack, but they added one new song. Mm-hmm. They sound like a bunch of Riley hits. And then you get. Yeah, who in, said that? I think wrong. between that and then Duel right. of the Fates and Phantom Menace, like I feel like those were like two instances of like John Williams throwing something out there that we had never heard before, and it punch you in the face and so i think like we expect every star wars movie to deliver like this incredible new song that's going to stick with us forever i like all the new stuff in it i just feel like the majority of the emotional moments came from an old theme it, besides from luke's moment uh-huh. at the very like rose's theme is good but they weren't super emotional moments maybe at the very end when she saves finn but like there's not when something crazy happened, it was usually the Force theme in this movie, which I understand because it's Luke's theme, pretty much. Right. And he does a lot of, he has a lot of big moments in this movie. It makes sense to me. I just, I'm just saying a lot of the emotional moments were just old themes. It's okay to be wrong about things sometimes. That's I'm not wrong. Most of the emotional moments about were old themes. No, sorry. Right. When are we going to do our Williams episode? Well, David Collins is dead, I think, so we can do it whenever we want. Because I... You know I have a hot take on John Williams that everyone in the world will disagree with. And I just wonder if I should take. Oh, what if I should share, share it now? Everyone, or has, it everyone has a trench run take. <laughs> I think Duel of the Fates is the worst song in Star Wars. I wasn't expecting that. Wasn't expecting that. I thought it was your Superman. <laughs> let's stop no. let's stop our last Jedi breakdown for one brief moment. Riley, you have as much time on the clock as you want to explain no, how I'm wrong just, you are. I'm bored with that song, dude. I don't want. I don't need to hear it again. You're bored with it, or it's the worst song ever. I don't think it's a great song. I think it's very. I think it's a very middling Star Wars song, middling to low Star Wars song. And on top of that, it's played to death I'll on what the radio. What, how are you hearing it so much? Besides the main Star Wars Isaac thing, that you have that to song seek song. it out to hear Star Wars music. You don't just hear it like on I pop radio stations. No, but I'm just saying. On your wall. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the main Star Wars theme in the Imperial March, that is like the Star Wars song that people know and talk about a lot. Where are and you just, hearing it all the time? I don't understand just, this complaint. It's really weird this. to me. When it just turns on WNCI and no, that's always the first song. Like that's that's when people say... It's like, okay, guy, Clocks is a little overplayed, but not Duel of the Fates. their favorite Star Wars songs, that's always among it. That's always like at the top of everyone's list. You're just too indie rock for Duel of the Fates. I don't think it's a great song. It's Duel of the Fates. That's played too much. I don't like listening to that song. Okay. That's where it comes down to. I don't like listening to that song. I always skip it when it comes on when I'm listening to Star Wars music. Foolishness. Pure disturbing foolishness. Well, anyway, Leia flies. Yeah, it's all right. I think what happens next it's not great. is that we have that great scene with Chewie and the Porgs, which I love. He's going to eat it's a Porg cute, and he doesn't. Cute little scene. And <laughs> you Luke... already killed him, though, so you might as well eat it. I know, him. right? Like they're dead. Just it's eat so it, Chewie. Sad, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Chewie, once again, 
secret MVP of this new sequel trilogy. They're finally giving Chewie a lot of stuff to do. His flight Love at the end with the music, the Falcon music that kicks, bum, bum, kicks in. Bum, bum, guy in bum, front bum, of us sure liked it. Bum, the guy in bum, front of bum. us, true story tonight, the, uh, the that's one way to do it guy, <laughs> he literally couldn't not do a double thumbs up he each did. time the Millennium Falcon came on he screen. He did oh double thumbs up. Only when the Millennium Falcon came on screen did he do double thumbs up. It's my golly did he. So, Luke sneaks on the Falcon, and R2 and him have a little moment. That's a great moment. Mm. I cry mm. when Leia pops up. He slips into... I wasn't ready for that. He slips oh. into Luke mode as soon as he sees... Mm-hmm. And he says, R2... You see the face, his eyes light up. He, he's mm. Luke from the OT. How does he do that? Even oh. when he's talking with Chewie at first, he's not. He's still mm. defensive Luke. Mm. I don't want you guys to be here. And the moment he sees... R2, he's like, oh, that's, hey, that's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. still Luke Skywalker. And then, oh, when he said so sacred great. planet, this is, watch your language or whatever. <laughs> I love the, yeah, I oh. love the language that. joke. And then he's like, there's nothing you could do to convince me. And then R2 convinces like, him. That's a cheap move. Like, he does it. Like, he's like, I love it. Luke's like, you can't convince me to do it. And R2's <laughs> like, yes, I can. And he that, does. He convinces Luke. The moment just about made me faint the first time I saw the movie. Oh. I, w- I couldn't believe they did it. But it was perfect. perfect. It was so perfect. It did, however... I'm a little teary. I know. (laughs) I really am. I know. It was unbelievable. But it did once again seem to almost tease that we're going to get some Obi-Wan action in this movie. And we 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 did not. Oh, then we should say this is when he goes on the ship. That's when he gets the dice. He gets the dice. He does grab the dice then. The famous dice that apparently everybody knew about. Except his for friend, me. and he's never going to see Han again. I know. Here's something I don't. Uh, uh, can I get into Jake's nitpick corner, please? Jake. I don't know if this is a nitpick or just a pick, but I might rework that Sing song. song I, didn't anyway. like, I don't like it. I don't like that Luke learning DJ? about Han's death was off screen, and we just cut to later. I think that that's something that we should have seen him react to. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah. Well, I can't. See Although that. his "Where's Han?" and then cut to Kyla, it, it's good. That's a good cut. Yeah. Good cut, but him not seeing him come to grips with that is a little. <laughs> hmm. I don't think Luke cries much anymore. He doesn't. I guess. His way of grieving was to go on the Falcon. Yeah, that was sit in that yeah. seat and to take the dice. I guess also, I mean, take them dice. There's really only one route to go that would be satisfying. It's like, okay, so here's Luke being sad. I mean, I guess we can imagine <laughs> that. Yeah, and it is like that was a really nice cut though, saying where's Han then going to his son. It's all that needs to be said, right? So, Akbar dies off screen. Yeah, that's a bummer, but it, I'm not surprised because Star Wars treats all aliens with like total disrespect. Mm-hmm. This like movie the, bummed me out in that it's regard. It's like the, the creators of Star Wars are the Empire with the way they treat aliens. Oh, no. Snap. The resistance is full of freaking people. Huh? Ex- no. No, 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 no. There's one Eloasty guy. There's there are me and two no. aliens. Three, okay, three aliens. <laughs> that's not I enough. No, it's not enough. There's three. I want yeah. more. That's not, You said there's, they were full of it. No, I he said, said they're full, full of people. Oh, yeah, Because they are. Jake only thinks of humans as people. Oh, as well. that's right. So I was yeah. going to say... <laughs> oh, so wow. I mean... <laughs> how is it like ne- like Nia Num is the cockroach of the rebellion? Like, <laughs> Jesus. 
just because he looks that way. No, I know what you're saying. He won't die. He's like the only OG rebel. And who's he still like, looks still so there. bizarre in this. Is like, does Solistons yeah. just progressively get he looks, more rubbery? He looks like him in the last as they too. age. They get drier. Like I feel like he looked wet and gross in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. he's so dry in his, his like pancakes were syrupy in the original trilogy. <laughs> you don't say. And now he's got dry pancakes. <laughs> dry Captain pancakes. Um, <laughs> dry pancakes. Yeah, no, that's that's a. It's a huge one bummer. Syrupy pancakes. Like the one thing I wanted was more aliens in this movie. Even if they're new, like the Abinados or whatever uh-huh. they are, I just I want. I swear, eighty percent of Canto <sighs> Bite was near human aliens. There's which a lot of near human. Well, it's very Star Trek to have a near human yeah. alien. Here's what I feel: if we are living in a specious empire Spicious. slash new order, or whatever specious. Why is it that the place where we see the most aliens was Canto Bight? Yeah, I the, know. The people making who are su- fun of the rich white elite, the people who are uh, supporting the First Order, and yet are all aliens. Yeah, and, and the resistance is all human. It's a I don't like that. That's and, and that's a nitpick <laughs> corner, but I just I don't understand the aversion to having aliens in with the lines. freaking rebels. I mean, that one guy said "pow" as Poe was walking yeah. away. It's great. It's great. I love Rebels and Clone Wars because mm-hmm. we get all kinds of people yeah. in that. And in the movies, we seem to just I have humans. I understand that they want more diversity in the actual human yes. beings, which is good. They did great That's with great. this movie. But that. Here, in... Here's my suggestion for episode nine. Yeah. Keep Kylo. Yeah. Cut out every other white man and replace him with an alien. <laughs> Keep the people right, of yeah. color. I'm fine. Yeah. Just cut out all the white guys. I don't care. You, have you already my, cut out Luke. <laughs> you have my permission as a white guy to cut out there all the go. white guys. I agree. Oh, we need your permission. Zeke says he handed me a note here. A producer it's, handed it's us a note. Thing, isn't it? And he said, near <laughs> humans Zeke. are easy and cheap to make. I don't think they're worrying about cost. on this. I don't think so either. That's my problem. And it's like, I feel like <coughs> you spare no expense for a Star Wars movie. So we spared no expense. And... <laughs> Yes, I just don't think that they think about it that much, to be honest. They're like, Which oh, and we'll have some aliens so in there too. Weird. I guess we don't need to dwell on that point too much more. No, but it's uh, everyone knows. It's a problem with all these movies. At all. It's a problem with like, all these movies. Twi'leks and Rodians are probably the two most noticeable species in the Star Wars universe that aren't humans. I would say, yeah. roughly, and we haven't seen them at all in the I movies. Always, I always yeah. was under. I was always <laughs> under the impression of of sen- of sentient beings in the star wars universe it's like humans there's the most of them but you always got the impression maybe it was like twi'leks and rodians were maybe like also in like the top five so in that way i don't think it's weird or like uncreative to throw twi'leks and rodians in there i said that's the one thing the prequels did right yeah, that's right yeah the jedi council was made up of a Walk huge a variety <laughs> of species and, and yeah but also like a lot of the aliens that we now consider canon are it's just because they were introduced in like 99 like there's a ton of aliens in the prequels that weren't in the original trilogy it's just now okay. it's just now they feel like star wars aliens but like well the prequels focused on a much but they bigger, had but you also, more aliens but you also movies. had people who were in you know even just background characters mm-hmm. of but the in the sequel trilogy, trilogy aliens. there was like this secret baby boom of abinettos apparently right after Return yeah of the Jedi. that's like who who, you guys, who ordered all the abonettos? I just want you to know how you sound when you talk about specific <laughs> species that we need less of them. We, I just say we need less humans. Uh-huh. 
but also you referred to the Abbott Nettos or whatever as cockroaches. Those, can't trust those little freaks. Listen. <laughs> I call it the Solistons. <laughs> Who at LFL has like a little crush on Abbott Nettos? Like, What's going on is it there? Kathleen Kennedy? Like someone there. Is, she's like, throw me one of those bad boys. She's like, some, someone's really obsessed with them. I just don't. Are, I we, star- are we starting the rumor here? Grandma off talking? <laughs> yeah, we're starting it here. Kathleen Kennedy's in love with Abbott Nettos. I'll get her on the phone. Get her on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Finn and Rose. They meet. <laughs> pretty early on i like it it's a it's a good meeting a meet really cute, good. if you will finn it's is charming cute. in this movie finn is so good in this movie mm-hmm. he i feel like he's gotten forgotten a lot by us we didn't really mention finn the other night like we mentioned yeah. him and rose together but he kind of gets forgotten and i think john boyega secretly is like really good in his in defense this he was going up against the force in this movie that's kind of the i i he's really good in this movie i about died near the end when I thought that he was going to good. die. I was crying. You like, know what the weird? music comes in, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're killing Finn. Today, I, I'd already seen it, but when I watched, when I watched it the second you time... You still think it what? might happen. It's I was crying <laughs> the second time even yeah. more, because I was no, like... I got teary-eyed today, even yeah. after... I knew he survived, but I'm just like, that. this is... It's, it's a little too close to death for me. Because he, he finishes his arc so well. Like, yeah. not finishes it. He's still got more to do, but... Finn. Finn. He... <laughs> he starts the movie wanting to run away for arguably good reasons. He wants to protect Ray. But by the end, when he's finally made the decision, I am rebel scum. Also, I'm going to sacrifice my life for this cause. He forgets everything that DJ told him. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I, he's not right. I'm right. The resistance is worth it. They are the good guys, and I'm going to sacrifice my life for it. Oh, that's a good decision, Finn. I like you, Finn. Finn's mm-hmm. good. John Boyega. Great. That just reminded me. What's up with, like, they've officially just decided that the Rebel is the moniker we're going with? Like, everyone. I think now that there's, like, 30 of them left <laughs> and, like, the First Order is truly in power, I guess they're like, well, now we're Rebels. I don't know. I suppose. Yeah. So. That was, like, a bizarre thing. Like, I noticed it, like, it kind of switched. Did they say Rebels <laughs> much at all in Force Awakens? No, I don't think they ever said it. It's resistance. Yeah, they, they only said it the one. They only said it twice in this movie. You get the little. Kylo called them Rebels, and then Finn Sno- said Rebels Snoke, come. Snoke yeah. said Rebels. Oh, wow. And I think shoot. Luke said Rebels. Hodo says Rebels at one point. Yeah. Uh, she, says, she says Godspeed Rebels. Yeah. I think it's so, okay what's up with saying Godspeed too in a May the Force Be With You world? Yeah. Well, Han says Hell, so it's fine. Yeah, and, and then uh, Rose's little ring is just the rebel insignia, like not oh, the resistance, yeah. not the Republic. That's just like the rebel insignia. So it's like, oh, that's right. I think what it's, the heck? Um, okay. I, you know, sucks. No, <laughs> I, I, it's I, bad. Actually, I like it because this movie, while it's also about failures, like you mentioned earlier, it's also about legends and what they mean and yeah. the effect that they can have they like can symbols, suck. like Batman. But it's, mm-hmm. um, so Luke is a legend in this movie. And he inspires a lot of people in a bunch of different ways. And I think if you're going to try and inspire people, because no one was inspired to save the Resistance, but with the legends that the Rebels have and what yeah. they've accomplished in the past, I think the Rebels can inspire people. That's interesting. Riley's got a good take. Yeah, I'm excited. Happens about, sometimes. I'm excited about Rebels coming back. What do we think about Rose? I, I like really Rose. I like Simpatico. I like Rose. <laughs> Quite a bit. I like her even more the, the second time. I feel like yeah. the actress did a phenomenal job. She was fine. I liked Rose a lot. What Jasmine said is true. I, I think she the actress... She was a fine additional character. The, the actress really sold it that she... Mm-hmm. I liked Rose. I've heard 
complaints that, well, why didn't they just have Poe and Finn be the ones to go down to the to Canto Bight? Poe needed to get that experience of failure to become exactly. the leader of the resistance. Slash people rebels. are stupid. They don't watch movies correctly. Yeah. I was good to have a new <laughs> character's perspective on things, too. Mm-hmm. And for Finn to be treated like a hero. I liked that. Yes. I just... But, boy... I like Rose a lot. She ended up being, and she teaches him a really valuable lesson. Like he goes to this luxurious planet. He's like, this place is awesome. And she's like, not for people like me. Yeah. This place sucks. Yeah. And uh, that was very good. Finn is still very new to the world. He got thrown yeah, he in a crazy like in... two day situation after being raised as a child soldier. He gets thrown in a two day situation, gets his <clears throat> spine sliced. And then now he's here. Like, yeah, he's a, uh... He still doesn't know what's going on. This in is a around lot of ways. This is around the point where we see Maz, by the way. Yeah. Hey, Maz. Great little cameo. I didn't like it. You didn't like Maz's cameo. Why didn't cameo? you like Maz? I didn't like the like. It didn't make sense to me. Did they have just like little camera things that follow her I around was while to she's running that and out stuff? Too. I hated that. She's got a little droid following her around. She's I don't Maz know. Kanata. I didn't like it. I feel like someone probably would have just shot it or something. Like, I don't know. Like I didn't like literally, I didn't have anything wrong, anything wrong, bad to say about the cameo itself or what happened. It's just and then she flies away on weird. a jetpack. It made it me happy that she was doing cool stuff. Yeah, and then she had she once again insinuated that she like has had flings with all these like crazy <laughs> prominent people. It's human, I love it. Yeah, yeah, Justin Thoreau of all people. Yeah, I know that was, was one weird. of the hottest dudes ever. That was so weird. I was distracted. That part on Canto Bite was so weird when you like see him, and I'm just like, I was it like, just all of a sudden, Justin Throw is like a big character in this movie, and he's it's like, all of a sudden, it switched to Casablanca, like <laughs> right there in that scene, just like seeing or the leftovers, <laughs> just, well, just seeing a cantina or a, a casino, and with a human being, with a human being who looks like he's straight out of like the golden age of cinema. Yeah, I liked it. It was weird. Also, the the Moz reference. <clears throat> When she says, look for the guy with the red whatever. She touches it, her pin. No, it pops up in the hollow thing. Yeah, I no, she touches like it. it and it goes like brr and it shows up on the screen. Hey, I'm sorry, like she's Maz Kanata. The thing that I didn't understand is like, I know one person that could do it. And they call Maz and it's like, what do we know about Maz that she knows how to break codes? That doesn't make any sense to me. She's Maz. She can do everything. She's been alive for thousands of years. How does, how does Poe know Maz? Finn knows Maz. Finn's the one who recommends it, I think. But he was in a coma. He they met her before, but then they came back. Didn't he? he didn't see. What are you talking about? Did he is the t- one who says, "I they, think I know somebody who can help us." Were they talking Maz when they came back to talking Maz? Force Awakens. They were what? They were. T- I don't know what you're saying. I don't know either. Finn yeah. met Maz. He did, but Poe didn't. Correct. Finn Finn's is the one who suggests it. that they call Maz Kanata. You sure? No. <laughs> but <laughs> I should go watch it. Let's go Let's watch go. it. I thought it was Poe, because like, that was in my head, because I was like, why did Poe think of that? Oh, uh, well, I mean, if that's true, here's the thing. I mean, Poe was on Takodana. He might know of her. Maz, Everybody technically, knows of Maz. Yeah. Maz technically came to the Resistance base in The Force Awakens. He was just cut out of the movie, so they probably kind of forgot about that. Off-screen mm. cannon? Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know. I don't so I that. think they meant. Well, it was in the trailers of Force Awakens, so no. I believe it. Are we about halfway through this movie? Yeah, we got to cut this episode off. Okay, so we'll cut it off right here, and then we're going to continue next week. We will continue with our discussion. Excuse me, I'm the host of Riley being the host. So we're going to cut it off right here, <laughs> and next week we will continue with. Uh, I just tried to repeat what you said. <laughs> uh, no, so 
I know it's annoying cutting an episode in half, blah, blah, blah. We got a lot of stuff to talk about with The Force Awakens. We wasted like 5,000 hours, and I'm wasting a what? Last Jedi. And also, I'm wasting more time right here explaining this. Uh, that's the joke. It's more really, like the Force it's to know really what you're funny. talking about. Um, <clears throat> but we will continue going through the plot of this movie after this break, this one-week break <laughs> for you. For us, it's a one-second break. Thank you. Thank you. You're a big guy. <laughs> uh, so this has been delicately curated, long-form discussion of the Last Jedi. Last Jedi. I totally forgot what we say. Brought to you lovingly Next. weekly increments by the loving creators of your <laughs> podcast. Talk to me on social media. <laughs> talk to us on social media. Follow Isaac on Twitter. Get on our Discord. Get on the Discord. Do get on the Discord. It's great fun. Who is the show brought to you by? The show is brought to you by Campbell's Chicken Soup. And Casper. That's not how you pronounce his name. <laughs> oh, Razakai Ren. Yep. Ryan Bullock. 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 Because, uh, uh, anyway, thanks for listening to our podcast. This has been Riley, Jake. Hey. Isaac. Jasmine. Bye. See you next time. That was really good, guys. On to the discussion. I only see 17 ratings. He stopped talking. Hey, well, <laughs> hey, host. Host is looking at his notes. Looking at my notes. The host with the notes. I took notes during the movie in the dark. <laughs> Please take like, pictures and I'll post them on Instagram. So I fired. I fired up the Instagram back so up today. So illegible. It's crazy. So now I have to look at my notes that are like ninety percent illegible. Are what, legendary. Like, what am I? What? Am, what? Am, what? <laughs> what is that? Dern Erps. Dern rules. I know I wrote that. In For the audience, letters. you took notes in a dark theater. It was impossible to see. In the darkness. You still wrote in the darkness. Star yeah. notes. This is impossible. I'm never going to read that. Yeah, I, I didn't even want to look down at the paper, so I wrote everything just while still looking at the screen, so I have no idea what half these notes are. Huh. You know, I'll, I'll end it there. <laughs> I'll end it there. No, the, I, I think... Lie to me sometimes, Jake. That, hey, like the show? <laughs> um, Canceled. <laughs> good. Rest in Papa. Tom Papa, the wonderful oh comedian who sucks? Uh, Jasmine is the best. I love John it. Papa, the harmonica player. <laughs> Papa John's... Casper shout-out. You're making it worse for yourself. What was that supposed to be? A uh, blues traveler, John Popper. No. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh! oh the fact that the cat has one eye and it just stared at me was a bit unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> His look is like, burr. We should have named her It's like Odin. Thor. Uh, yeah, we are. Simpatico. Simpatico. <laughs> we respect the stopwatch. Well, and literally now. nothing else. And the of course. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> you said to yourself. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag.